What's up, everybody? This is Edgar Martin from the Q&E Podcast, just bringing you this message that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. It could be sports, entertainment, or anything else that you feel people might want to listen to. Once again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, Podgo. You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you are here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. Today, we are reviewing Cruella. If you haven't seen it yet, it's the newest Disney movie out now. Hey, we got high regards for this movie, man. So I can't wait to dive into it and explain all of our favorite parts, man. I love this origin story on one of the most iconic Disney villains. Exactly, bro. And I haven't seen a perfect movie in a very long time. Yes. If you did have critiques about this movie, they had to be real minute, bro. It couldn't be like a big plot hole. It really couldn't because I gave this junk a 10 out of 10. Really no misses. When I talk about, man, you can't poke holes in it, man. The writing, the backstory, the growth of Cruella, the lessons that she learned throughout the way, the entertainment, the the emotional appeal, the acting. You really can't poke too many holes in this. And it made you feel sympathy for a character you usually hate it. Like, we hated this girl from uh, 101 yes. Dalmatians. And now we fuck with her now way more than what, than what we did. And I feel like in this sequel, we're going to get like a 101 Dalmatians type shit anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, like, which way am I really going to be? Who am I going to be on the side of? Am I going to be on the side of Corello? Or am I going to be on the side of the Dalmatians? Like, I really don't know right now since they got my sympathy <laughs> at this point, bro. I really do not know. But I fuck with the way they took us, man. And I love, like, the way that movies are going and they're giving you like the origins of characters that you really didn't get origins on like we got the joker origin we really didn't know anything about the joker before then like we just know he was fucking with batman that was it but getting his origin story and seeing his background getting sympathy for the character knowing what he went through to be the person that he is like i don't know it just gives you a great regard for the character bro and and i love that feeling bro i really love that but uh if you guys have not seen the movie yet we will give you the synopsis Estella is a young and clever grifter who is determined to make a name for herself in the fashion world. She soon meets a pair of thieves who appreciate her appetite for mischief, and together they build a life for themselves on the streets of London. However, when Estella befriends fashion legend Baroness Von Hellman, she embraces her wicked side to become the ruckus and revenge-bent Cruella. But uh, what were your expectations coming into this film? My expectations were very high. I love Emma Stone. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge Emma Stone fan. She kills every role she has. She's very diverse. So from an acting perspective, I knew she was going to deliver. Uh, I was just still on the on the outs for everybody else. I was just wondering how everybody else was going to do. But um, I was interested to see how they were going to do this because with Disney, they're going to give you a good origin story, but I knew they were going to try to make you feel at the same time they were really going to try to make you feel cruella i didn't think this was just going to be a straight evil you still not going to side with cruella movie i knew it wasn't going to be that so i was expecting to definitely side with the villain like you just said 
and uh, just top tier acting from Emma Stone. That's really all I was expecting. Man, I knew I was going to feel, but I still felt like I was going to not like the character because everything that you've seen with her backstory and seeing that her mom got killed by her biological mother, like that shit really fucks with you and pulls yes. heartstrings, my nigga. So if it wasn't for that backstory, I probably still wouldn't like Cruella because what I know her as for 20 years at this point. But the fact that I've seen all this in her backstory is like, oh, that's what happened in your background? You went through all of that yeah. together? <laughs> and also, was that really like her background? Was that always her background or did they really just make that up like recently? That that I honestly don't know. I, I would really have to research that and see because with Disney villains, I don't think we ever really care to check the background. I feel like with comic book stuff, with superheroes and stuff like that and super villains, that's when people usually check the backgrounds of people. But I feel like with Disney characters and villains or just animated characters, we don't really think about, oh, what was this villain's background like? Or what was this character's background like in general? Yeah. So I, I, I'm interested to see. I'll probably try and read up on that and see if they did try to give background with the older movies that we know with 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. If not, they did a great job of making one if, they, if there exactly. never was a background story. Because I feel like if we knew about a background, we would have asked for this movie way sooner if somebody yeah. actually knew about this background. Like, Huh, this is what happened in her backstory. Like her, her mom did this and threw her other mom off the cliff. Like if we would have knew that, we were like, we want to see this on film way earlier than 2021. But when did 101 uh, Dalmatians come out? Like in 99? Yeah, that, that's old. That yeah. shit came out in like 99. Yeah. So if we would have found out about her backstory, we would have wanted this movie way sooner, bro. Way sooner. Because this shit was too good. It's way too good. I don't know if it would have and... been this good if it would have came sooner, though. And I, I'm I'm upset with some of the people I seen on Facebook because I I made a status and said that Cruella is the movie of the year. Like when you texted me that, I totally agreed. Ten out of ten, I seen no flaws in this movie with anything. Here come my cousin. Here come other few people. Man, the movie was terrible. I give it a four out of ten. It was just Disney giving y'all the formula that they always give. I'm like, what? What didn't you like about the movie? And they were saying that it was predictable. There's no fucking way you what? could predict anything that happened with this movie. The only predictable shit that you could say was probably like the last 25 minutes of the movie. Other than that, you did not know that big-ass plot twist was coming, that the lady she's going against, the Baroness, is her biological mother. There's no way you knew that That's shit was That's how you know like niggas just be hating just to hate, bro. They did. They knew it was going to be a Disney movie, and they just don't like to see Cruella. These niggas want to see action-packed shit. That's what all niggas want to see. But when they see a brilliant, well-made movie, they don't know how to interpret it and how to accept it, bro. When I seen this movie, it's just like, this shit is beautiful. The colors, everything Cruella was doing, the acting, I loved it all. The lessons learned was something I really loved. I have so many themes that I took away from this shit. It's just like, bruh. <laughs> what, what do you want? Well, like, it's a Disney movie about a character, a villain going against dogs in past movies. Like, what could y'all want from a movie like that? If this was a four out of ten, what what is your expectations for Hey, all these movies that have been coming out, three out of ten. That's all I'm going to say, bruh. Because this is the best movie like, I've seen. This like, is the best movie on, I've seen. And then bro. people were saying, like, Judas and the Black Messiah is the best movie of the year. And I'm like, look, Judas and the Black Messiah was a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Oscar-worthy performances from Lakeith and Daniel. Do not get me wrong. But I cannot give that movie of the year because as great of a biopic as it was, I was somebody who knew about Black Panther Party stuff. 
I knew how Fred Hampton died. I knew what was going on. So I'm just watching the movie to see if the acting is going to match how the actual story went. That's all I was expecting. But with this movie, we never heard about a background for Cruella. Like, I'm ex- I don't know what to expect from the acting other than yeah. Emma Stone. And I don't know anything about how they're going to go with this plot. None, none of us knew what the hell the plot was going to be. With Judas and the Black Messiah, it's a biopic. So all you got to do is read the history and you know the movie is going to be mirroring exactly what the history was. So and that's why funny. I can't say Judas and the Black Messiah. And it's funny because these same people that are saying and giving these this movie a low rating are probably the same people that love Joker. And this has the same trope of Joker. So it's like, bro, exactly. both of them was movie of the year candidates. And this is going to be up there, bro. I know it's Cruella. I know it's Disney. But y'all got to get this movie as credit, bro. This shit was right on the money. So this shit was crazy. First of all, I want to talk about how she got her name. Her name mm-hmm. is Estella. But in the beginning, we start to get back on that. That's not Cruella was not her real name at first. It was Estella. And her mom just ended up just growing, not growing up, but she just called her Cruella because of, her mischievous ways, the way her hair looked, and she really it wanted was a play her, on her name. Basically, it was a play on her name, and she, her mom, at the person we thought was her mom in the beginning of the movie, really wanted her to tone it down because she was just somebody who was just so reckless as a child. So, how did you feel about like the first phase of the movie with her background, with her mother and her childhood? I honestly loved the early part of this movie because they show you the mind of a child who is deemed uh, reckless, who is deemed uh, messy and troublesome. An outsider, there so, for real. Yeah, there are so many kids who we give that label to of, like, how many friends you got or how many people you know, bro, like, that always say their kid's just bad. And, yeah. like, no, their kids may really just be artistic and have a different way of learning. And if you go see the movie, you'll see that's what Estella or Cruella, which name, whichever name you want to give her, that's all she was growing up. Was she kind of sassy and stuff? Yeah. But she was just very artistic. Like, she saw the world through a different way than people, than the other people did through her vision. Like, and you see that throughout the movie. Like, the art that she made, others didn't consider it art until, like, the higher up people like the Baroness and others were like, whoa, that's amazing. Like, you're firing this girl? Like, and she's mm-hmm. making shit like this? You know, so I love the fact that they showed uh, an outcast child just had a way ahead of her time thinking when it came to artistic stuff. So I love it. And I'm glad her mother understood her. Like you just said, a lot of parents do not understand when their child is trying to express themselves. So even though she did want uh, Estella to tone it down, she understood that because she even told to like the dean of the school, she was like, my daughter's a genius. She's really a yeah. genius. She just doesn't learn the way you want her to learn. She just learns differently, but she's a genius. And the, the dean of the school was like, ah, oh, nah, nah, she got to get kicked out of the school. We just can't accept her. She's just too reckless. But I'm glad her mother understood that she's still a genius. She's going to get to the top and whatever she wants to do, because that's where her mind is at. And I'm glad that she ended up taking her to London when she ended up getting kicked out of school because that's where like the big fashion designers were at. So she was setting up her kid for success early. Like when she got kicked out of that school, she was eight years old. But even though she got kicked out, she was setting up her daughter for future success. And I'm going to love the mom's mentality of let me set up for success. Even though she's mischievous at this point, I know what her potential is. And a lot of people do not understand that. And I'm glad that her mother did. And she was really the only person to understand Estella or Cruella uh, this whole entire movie for real. Even though she had her friends or her family, the two dudes, even though those were her family, 
they didn't understand her like the mother did in the beginning because obviously they wasn't they didn't grow up with her like the mom did. So I'm glad that was shown. But also, let's talk about the arc of Cruella because she went through a, a few transitions in this in this uh, movie. We had the, her as the reckless child. We had her as the ambitious and mischievous teen when she started um, getting paired up with the with the dudes and started robbing with, uh, people. Hor- Horace and Jasper. Horace they, and Jasper. They, hey, great side characters, by the way. They you yeah. had Horace give the comedic relief, and you had Jasper as like that real best friend that's going to keep him one hundred with you. So yeah. I love how they balanced out her friendships. Yeah, we had that phase of her life. And then by the end, you get what we know Cruella DeVille to be like the ruthless leader, but with more compassion than what you usually see from the 101 Dalmatians movies. Because you watch those movies, you think that lady ain't got no compassion. And that's something that we could see in the next movie that she eventually gets to that point of not caring about anybody. And we see that she kind of got to that point in this movie and she had had to retreat back to having some compassion to the people that she viewed as family. But she did get to that point of ruthless leader, man. So... Mm. Mm-hmm. Now we get to ambitious and mischievous teen. That's when first let's talk about the mom getting killed because that was the craziest shit I've ever seen <laughs> as well. But how did you feel about that whole entire scene? Because that shit was crazy. Uh, the scene was crazy because it, it didn't hit me at first. Like I didn't think it was that crazy at first when I seen it because I'm really under the impression of Cruella is the reason why her mom is dead. I'm thinking that's what's going on because like once you see uh, in the early part of the movie, like you said, when the Dalmatians push her mother over the cliff and she falls into the water, it was because Cruella caused a huge ruckus inside in the ballroom event. And she ran outside under the bushes and the dogs jumped over the bushes and went and attacked her mother instead. So at that moment, I was kind of confused. I'm like, why did they go after her mother? But I'm like, eh, nonetheless, like she feels she's the reason why her mom is dead. So that's the reason why she kind of toned down Cruella and really emphasized Estella as she grew into her teenage, early adult years. So that didn't really take me through a loop, but it made me completely just shocked. Like I damn near stood up out my seat when they did that twist and you see that the Baroness is actually her mother and the Baroness is the reason why her mom died. So that at first when I seen the killing, I was like, Okay, that's that's pretty dark for Disney, but all right, I'm fucking and with I, it. <laughs> and, and that's something too. But I love the way they exposed the truth and gave it to you in like small doses because at first you didn't know who the woman was who initiated the push off the cliff yeah. by the mother. You didn't know who the lady was, so we didn't know it was the Baroness at first. So we go through the whole phase of Estella going through life with the um with the other orphans, Jasper and Horace. So you see her eventually get to um work for. Uh, the, the Baroness Corporation. I forgot what the actual store was called, but she always wanted to work there. And you see her go through all that time. She eventually gets promoted to be working with the Baroness in her actual studio. But when you find out that it was actually the Baroness who killed her mother or who was a part of it, who the mother was talking to, she it was because of the necklace. The necklace she mm-hmm. was wearing was her mother's necklace who uh, that eventually like fell off of Cruella while she was running outside away from the 101 Dalmatians. And then you get to the point where you find out that, oh, like, I'm the daughter of the Baroness. Like, the way they expose the truth in different doses throughout this movie is really what fucked your mind. It was just like, damn, like, all this shit happened to Cruella DeVille? Like, you never would have thought of that shit, bro. And I got to commend the movie for that shit. They didn't give it all to you in one scene. 
Shout shout out to John, the uh, the butler slash security guard dude. Like he he was real throughout the whole movie. I felt like he was gonna play an important part just off of the way they were emphasizing him a lot with how he was so close to the Baroness. I'm like he gonna play a I didn't key think part. He was gonna play that big part. I thought he was just there. I, I did just because he was just so close to the Baroness and like they had a lot of parts where he was just speaking to her individually. So I'm like he gonna play a big part later down, and he played like a huge part in basically playing like. The, the savior role for her because if it wasn't for him having a change of heart, Corella would have died. Twice! So. twice. <laughs> because he saved her at, at birth. He was supposed to throw her away or like give her away and kill her and then he ends up giving her to the maid, saving her life once. And then in the fire later in the movie when the Baroness ends up finding out that uh, Cruella is her daughter, she's like, oh yeah, I'm tearing up all your shit because obviously the upstaging of the Baroness obviously was tied into that as well. But she was like, oh, yeah, oh, you're definitely you're getting killed. Like, I don't even want you in my life. I didn't want you here 20 years ago, and I definitely don't want you here now. So she starts to fire, and then you see that Savior come in again, and we find out that it is John. So it's like John really came through clutch on multiple occasions, having them niggas um, plan at his house, have meetings at his house for the uh, eventual ending of the movies. Like, John was clutch, bro. Definitely, definitely. Definitely, definitely fuck with John, bro. And uh, how did you feel about uh, Horace and Jasper and the role that they played in this film? Because they were a big help for Cruella, especially uh, in those mischievous years, uh, teen years. Uh, I thought it was cool because they taught her the crime game. You know, they taught her how to steal. uh, When are the best times to steal? What are the best people to steal from? And they ate off of that and made a living off of that. They they stayed in a little abandoned what attic that they were staying in? Nice, yeah, she was nice. I'm yeah. like, bro, they said that shit up good, bro. I'm like, I'm thinking they like when they fast forward after they was kids, they was gonna have an actual apartment. No, the same place that they used to run and hide to when they was kids, that's where they lived. I'm like, this shit raw as fuck. They they really taught her the game on how to survive for real, and they they understood her from the moment they met her. Look, we both lost our parents too. We just out here in the streets. We're not going to school or none of that. And they all taught themselves how to survive, how to eat, and how to fend for themselves. So they were definitely, like, great characters. Horace was probably my third favorite character in the whole movie. And it's funny how they all came together, too. It's like, all y'all niggas really just, like, meet at a fountain and all of y'all yeah. orphans, like... What are the chances of that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is real unlikely, but they came together and it turned into a beautiful friendship. And they stuck with her throughout her whole transition in this movie, which shows you a lot about those characters. Because I think in 101 Dalmatians, those were the two people that were trying to steal the dogs away from the actual parents in 101 Dalmatians. I think those Mm -hmm. were the two characters. So um, I think they're going to be in the next movie trying to steal some more dogs for her again so it can be the fur type shit. So Whatever Cruella want, bro, she gonna get from them niggas. Like, they family, and they always stood solid, my nigga. Even though they had to, to step back from her for a little minute, they always stood solid. So that's something I gotta give to Horace and, uh, and Jasper, bro. And I really fuck with Jasper because he was, like, the, the voice of reason a lot of times. Even yeah. though she didn't want to hear it, it's like, you had to tell her something because she was going off the rails. So he he's a friend that's gonna tell you what you really need to hear. Yeah, because Horace was really just going along. He would have did whatever. Like, man, fuck, he would have talked this shit behind closed doors. But he was just like, fuck it. She asked me how to do it. But Jasper was like, no, like, let's ask, like, why she wants this to be done and shit. Like, so even though she was going off the rails, I'm glad she did have. And uh, the motto, not not necessarily the motto, but the just the bond that they had of we family. Like, even when Jasper really didn't want to help her. He was like, we family. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with this shit to the end. Even if I don't like it, even if I don't agree, even if I know we're going to get caught or I know we might die or whatever, 
I'm with you because we family. Shit. That nigga said you pulled a family card. God, I can't leave you. <laughs> that nigga said I can't leave you, my boy. Man, but uh, let's get to the point where she so she was already working for. I'm forgetting the the corporation that she worked for where she was a maid, and that's something else. So she was working for a maid. Uh, it was it was one of the top. It wasn't the Baroness's company, but it was one of the other top fashion companies in London. And Jasper gave as for her birthday was gift. It not I called forgot how London. I, I forgot what it was called. I don't want to give it the wrong name. <laughs> I want to say it was called The London, but yeah, go ahead. It, it was for her birthday gift. He gave her um an acceptance letter because he forged the application for her. That was something else that was cool. He forged the application for her to get in and listed a bunch of good references for her and stuff. And he didn't tell her that the position that she got was a maid or a housekeeper or whatever. But he was like, hey, you in the building. You work That's up. what I'm saying. Now, a lot just, of people say, that, man, just get in there and work Yeah, just up. get in there and work your way up. And that's what she was trying to do. Now, granted, she almost got fired trying to work her way up. <laughs> but and, she, and, she, and it's funny because you really wouldn't expect that from Cruella DeVille. Like you said, like I said, like no, seeing what you've seen with the 101 Dalmatians movies, she was just such a... I'm better evil, than everybody. Nasty. Yeah, evil, and yeah, I think I'm like, better than everybody else. So the fact that she was a maid at one point, you would think you would think that she was rich her whole entire life with her persona, but it's just not. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Like, and that's what's so crazy on how she transitioned to become that when she had went through everything that she went through, becoming a maid and losing her mom. That shit is that shit is nuts, bro. But yeah, she have, was working for the maid. She tried to get put on with the fashion designer, but one of the the bosses up there really did not want to put her on to any designing. Didn't want to look at any of her uh, sketches or anything until one day that she got drunk and ended up um, designing like the outside piece that you can see from the outside. He ended up designing that when she was drunk, ended up writing masterpiece on the wall, ended up designing like a mannequin. And it looked good to the Baroness who eventually came in that day to check out the store. And he had, she had said that this is the only thing that looks good in this whole entire store. The whole entire store looks bland, but that piece that outside piece, that is right. special. And she had ended up asking for uh, Estella or Cruella, and it was on and popping since then. And her and the her and the Baroness really became like tied at the hip. Baroness wanted to know all of her ideas, wanted to just get inside of her mind, and really wanted to bite off everything that she was doing. And that, that shit was crazy, bro. We also noticed that the Baroness takes credit for literally everything the designers actually do. And I yeah. thought that I, I thought we was gonna get a point where um like outside of Cruella finding out that um she stole her mother's necklace, outside of that, I thought we were gonna get Cruella wanting to beef with the Baroness because the Baroness started taking everybody's ideas. I thought that was the angle that everybody that the movie was gonna go with, but it wasn't. So I was like, oh. Is it gonna be a? I don't want you stealing my ideas. So but, she, but, she, but she, but she, but she kind of, but she kind of did get back at her in that one scene when she ended up tying like I think there was supposed to be like some type of bees or some type of emeralds on that oh, yeah. one dress, and they mm-hmm. ended up turning. It was like uh, butterflies ended up flying out of it. And they I, was in I think cocoons. They were they was in cocoons, yeah. And I think that was like her get back of like stop stealing my ideas because I can really get at your ass with yeah. my designs, my nigga. So I think that's what. I think she did. She was upset about that, but that was like her get back. Like, you ain't gonna do this to nobody else, my nigga, because, you know what I'm saying, this can happen potentially and stuff like that. But yeah, we end up getting the scene like you already talked about, Baroness. Uh, we see her necklace. And so, ever since she seen that necklace, she knew that 
the Baroness was some trouble, my nigga. She ain't want to mess with the Baroness no more. She just came to work because she wanted to learn from the Baroness because obviously the Baroness is the best fashion designer in the business or so everybody says. So she wants to get close to her, but she's upset. She wants to get the necklace back for her mom. That was like a family heirloom that her mom uh, said it was passed down throughout her family. So she wanted to get it back. So she gets Jasper and Horace to end up concocting a whole plan to get the shit back inside of the party. This is when we get to the party. And this is when we first see Corilla Deville and like the 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 big nature that she has and how she tries to upstage other people. Because the Baroness, somebody who she wants to shut everybody down, she'll kick you out of parties if you try to upstage her at her own event. So even if it, you're not trying to, like even if you just look different from everybody else and you're getting more attention, she'll kick you out because that. Because remember the uh the black girl who is Corella's best friend in elementary Maya, school. We see yeah. that. She grew up to be a really well-known um, journalist and photographer, and she was at all the fashion stuff. So even there, you noticed uh, the Baroness said something about, like, one of the cloths that she had on, and she, like, threw it to the side because she didn't want any bit of color standing out from the shit that she had placed. So I'm like, damn, like, even if you're not trying to, you could just be wearing some shit because you think it's nice, and she like, nah, if that shit raw, you need to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. So throughout this whole point that she was messing with the Baroness, she was really, like, in a Stella mode. She was wearing her wig, like, because underneath the wig, she that's when she had the white and black hair underneath. But to this party, she had her white and black uh, hair out, and she had a fantastic dress. She had ended up lighting on fire, and that's when you actually seen the dress. So obviously, the Baroness is upset, but they end up having a conversation so that she can plot and end up getting the necklace and all that. And so the Baroness can actually find out who she is because she'd never seen this woman before because she always seen Cruella in a Stella mode. So they were just like trying to find out what the hell is going on with this person. And obviously, while this is going on, this is when we see Horace and Jasper trying to steal out of the Baroness's vault. And they end up getting caught and all that bullshit. And then we get out of that scene. And she was just, it was really, that scene was really about like wonder of who Cruella DeVille is. Like for a few scenes, I don't remember when she ended up finding out that Estella was Cruella. But for like a lot of this movie or like damn near half of this movie, she was like kind of wondering that. Because she like Cruella continued she, to pop um, up on the scenes. She was suspecting it after like the montage of Cruella like upstaging her at event after event after event you see um once the montage was over like in the middle of the movie they're in the studio the baronet studio and everybody's making the dresses and stuff and she's talking to John the butler that we talked about earlier and she said make sure you keep a track of Cruella tonight and make sure she stays in this spot and make sure she doesn't go anywhere because John was like do you really think it's her and she was like, there's only one way to find out. So I'm like, oh, she on game. Like, she kind of feel like it's her because they did look, I mean, not look alike because it is her. But if you're the Baroness, you got to think they do favor each other. Their names are very similar. You always see Cruella and never see Estella at the same time. So it wasn't too hard for the Baroness to kind of catch on. Wasn't she always wearing some type of mask, though? Or was that just at the first party? Who? Cruella. Cruella? Because at nah, the first part, was, she was wearing a mask. Um, She had one of those masquerade masks, but she mm. took the mask off when she was talking to her, though. Like, it was it was her face, but she had the white powder makeup look on, plus mm -hmm. it was her white and black hair. So she yeah. had that real Cruella look because her mom, like, once her mom died, that's when she started wearing the red wig, and she was like, I'm not going to be Cruella anymore and stuff. But when the party came, like you said, she said, this is the first time in a long time I'm going to be this person. 
So that's why nobody could even really recognize who she was outside the Jasper and Horace. Yeah. But she did learn lessons while in a Stella mode. She did learn lessons from the Baroness. First off, one of the key things that the Baroness ended up telling her was, you have to be ruthless in this game. To be at the top, you have to be ruthless. You can't have any distractions. You can't have anybody messing you up. You have to step on other people to get to the top. And that's something that Cruella ended up finding out that she didn't have to do to be a top designer. But she really took that advice from the Baroness. And really tried to embody that. And you see, like, through, like, a 30-minute portion of this movie, when she starts to talk to her friends, she really thinks that she's better than everybody. Like, she really doesn't know them, y'all. She really started to treat her friends like servants to a point. Like, they were expendable. Yeah, and it's just like, damn, like, we've been family, and now you get this job, you learn from the Baroness, you're really starting to turn into her. And it's just like, for what reason? Like, you know you don't have to do that to, to become the Baroness. And you see how the Baroness gets her ideas. And that was another reason why I'm like, why you want to be like her when you see, like, is she really that creative? Because she just steals other people's ideas. She has, like, a 15-worker studio where everybody else is making designs, but she just up there chilling. She ain't doing mm-hmm. shit. So is she really the designer that you think she is? And I was like, I, why I are you really like- taking advice from her from that? I feel like she got to that point, though, to where she could just be the person to do that. Like Steve Jobs, for example, RIP Steve Jobs, fantastic, brilliant mind. But we all know Steve Jobs wasn't the one actually creating the iPhone. Like Steve Wozniak and all those other engineers that actually were creating the technology for it. They're the ones who are actually making it. But Steve was the one who had the big picture. He was the artistic person. He was the person that knew what to create he just couldn't physically create it and i feel like that's the role the baroness had maybe when she was younger she probably was a designer and made herself into the person that she is to where now hey i can sit back and y'all can make shit for me and i can pick and choose different things that i like until y'all give me what i want so maybe that's the role that she got now to where she can basically not do shit and it's funny because we got some scenes throughout the the movie where it just it just really looked like Cruella was just better than her. Like when mm-hmm. when the Baroness would ask like for a certain idea, Cruella would write it down, and the Baroness would be like, "No, this would be better." And then Cruella would make something else, uh, make another version of the sketch, and it wouldn't be what the Baroness ended up saying. It would just be like something that she just freestyled, and it would be completely better than what the the Baroness was even thinking of. It just right. She, and the Baroness never gave her any credit for it, but she was just like, mm, and like went on about her day. But it's like you've seen throughout this movie that. She was better than this lady. The Baroness just had the name, but the the up and coming designer was was Cruella Deville. Like she had the vision with everything that she did, and I'm glad that we got that montage with all of her extravagant designs. Like I remember once she was like Bro, wearing like trash the dumpster. Bag. The dumpster. I'm about to say the yeah. dumpster shit. Yeah. That shit was hard because I didn't expect it to be like a a trail when the when the dump truck drove off. I was like, bro, that shit is fire. <laughs> That shit was crazy. What else? Because she really just popped up at all of the Baroness's events. One was mm-hmm. the one was the dumpster. One was what I like. I said before was at the party, and it was a couple day, of other they ones. Taped, they taped her car up and went and let her out of the car. And Corella yeah, stood she had on stepped top on top of, of the car. It. <laughs> so she was, was showing like, her ass crazy. up. So you can understand why the Baroness is pissed. Because obviously the Baroness wants to have all this spotlight. And it's just like. Yeah, you're doing this on purpose, my nigga. I see, I see what you're trying to do at this point, man. And uh, my, I just want to highlight my second favorite character. My favorite character of the movie was Emma Stone's Cruella Deville. That was the favorite, my favorite character. My second favorite character though was Artie. 
that fashion designer dude ah, that she found to help her. Already, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was my second favorite character. That nigga was going to ride with anything. That nigga was going to ride yeah, with anything. He yeah, he was down for anything. He was funny as hell. His fashion mind was just as good as Corella's. And, and that's why she wanted him as an assistant. And he, she brought him on her team because if you notice like later in the movie she had like a whole workshop of people working with her in their little attic it was like a mini had. baroness <laughs> yeah for real but she actually gave them credit and actually applauded them on what the fuck they was doing as long as they ain't coming her sideways she applauded them so mm-hmm. i loved Artie. he was my second favorite character like and she she found his talent and she didn't minimize it with the baroness it's kind of like she found estella but even as talented as she was, she minimized her. She didn't, Estella didn't do that with Artie. And I fuck with that. Yeah, man. But now we get to the point where, <laughs> well, I think this is when the Baroness really starts to realize who Estella and Cruella is the same person. Um, mm-hmm. And then she just runs up on the house. I think it was after some event that she seen, she seen the, the boys walking home. She seen Jasper and Horace walking home. And she was like, oh, where are these boys going? Like, they obviously have something to do with Cruella DeVille. And she's like, oh, let me see. Oh, it was after it was after the one scene, bro, when she was dressed in the 101 Dalmatians fur. It was after oh, that. Yeah. And it, it was at, and she gave was at, the concert. She gave yeah, the concert. Yeah, and they were at the park. But it, we found out that that wasn't actual dog that she had ended up. Um, oh, I, I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't know that. Because obviously what I, we know I, Cruella DeVille, I'm just like, dog. damn, that shit kind of crazy. But. I wouldn't have been surprised if it was the dog. So nah, I was like, they, okay. they, Disney wasn't going to go that dark. They're going to have to go that dark ne- next movie. They're going to have to go that dark. They're going to have to get to <laughs> if, if they really want to get the 101 Dalmatians effect, y'all got to get Cruella to actually. And I really want to know where they take this movie. Because like I said, it's going to be based on one-on-one, 101 Dalmatians. But I want them to, to twist it and spin it a little bit so it just isn't exactly like what we see in the 90s and early 2000s. I like the animated version. I want it to spin it somehow. I don't know how I want them to spin it, but I want them to spin it somehow where it's just not, you know what I'm saying, a paste and copy of what we yeah. got before. Like I said, I don't know what I want, but I want it to some type of twist in that movie. I don't know. And um, yeah, she realizes that um, Cruella is Estella and she ends up running up in her house and she ends up <laughs> she ends up lighting her whole shit on fire, like I said before. She ends up lighting Horace and Jasper on fire, but they end up getting out, which I didn't understand how they got out. Uh, how did she get them out? Damn, how did that happen? How because they ended up oh. in a cop car. You remember that? They was in a cop car when they we see yeah. them again. They um she um what you call it? The Baroness let them out once this, once Cruella came up there and she seen Horace and Jasper tied up, they let them go. But they told she told them we're gonna frame them for your murder. That's how they got out. Oh, okay. Because look, at first, bro, this is what I thought. I thought that they snitched on Cruella because they was feeling the way of how they were getting treated. I thought mm-hmm. they ended up stitching that Estella was Cruella, and they told the Baroness because, like I said before, the Baroness was looking at them when they were walking down the street. So I thought they had a conversation with the Baroness, and they ended up snitching. And at first, I didn't know they were in a cop car. I thought they were just in a car and they were riding away. So I'm like, bro, did they snitch on Cruella DeVille and get her ass killed? Like, I felt like that shit would have been crazy. And it would have added more to the fact of why she is the way she is today. If that did happen, though, I feel like they should have shown it. I wouldn't have want that to have been what have happened and we didn't get to see them actually oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. see that transition. Like, I feel like that would have been too big of a gap that they just skipped over. 
I feel like they could have did what they did, but after they they they're riding in the car, then we see them talking to the Baroness and like, hey, we did what you wanted us to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Give us some type of compensation or you let us free something like that so we can mm-hmm. understand that they had a relationship. But I feel like that would have made it even better because it's like that would have made her even more cold-blooded. The people that I thought was family, like, oh, they turned their back on me too? Like, oh my goodness, she would have been killed. And then we really would have understood that Cruella DeVille from the 101 Dalmatians, because that lady was cold-blooded, didn't give a fuck about nobody. And this one, she had a little bit of compassion, and we see that she ends up reconnecting with Horace and Jasper when she realizes that they're still alive and shit like that. But if it would have turned out that uh, Jasper and Horace snitched, I would have loved that shit. I would have loved that shit. And I feel like that's the one misstep that they did in this film. The the, the only reason they didn't do that, though, because it would have been way too hard for her to finish out the plan. Like, the movie would have had, com- had to completely end the movie in a whole different way because she would have just been by herself at that point, And she wouldn't have been able to pull her plan off the way she did. So they had to keep the trio together. Man, man, oh man. I just wish that would have happened because man, that would have made her so cold blooded, bro. And you would have uh, that shit would have been dope. That's all I'm saying. But um moving forward, that's when we get uh like I said, she reconnects. She doesn't die in the fire, first of all. That that's when John she gets saved. She gets saved by John. Yep. She gets saved by John. John takes her back to his place and ends up explaining everything. And she ends up telling her that she is the daughter of the Baroness. And she gives us the whole backstory. We get a whole flashback on the situation. We forgot to tell y'all. She got got the necklace back. We forgot to explain exactly how they got the necklace back. Mm -hmm. They stole the Baroness's dogs. And they had to they had to keep the dolls because they almost stole the necklace at the first party we mm. were talking about a few minutes ago. But the Dalmatian, one of the Dalmatians ate it. So they had to just keep the dolls until the dog shit and they, they got the necklace back. So eventually later in the movie, that did happen. And we noticed that John has the necklace now once he saves Cruella from the fire. And the dogs ended up gravitating towards her when they were staying with them and Jasper or Horace. Mm-hmm. It's like she was letting them uh, sit next to her and shit like that. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. I like that, that transition. That, like, that, that's, how I don't, that's why I really don't know, bro. Is is it really going to be the Cruella we think if they actually do make another? Because she she has the Dalmatians. The Dalmatians are hers. They cool with the Dalmatians. And she sent the Dalmatians out to her closest friends. So is it really going to be some I don't like dogs in the second movie? I don't know. I feel know. like it is because why would you why would you give us the hit in the post credit scene with uh what's the names of the dogs? Purdy and Pongo. Those were the exact names of the Dalmatians who were the lead dogs in 101 Dalmatians. Why would you give us those names if that know. isn't going to be the plot? Why they, would you give us in the mid credit scene? They're probably taking a whole different angle. What if the Dalmatians are going to be helpful to her? in the next one as opposed to them going at each other what if it's some twist like that the way the dalmatians what, what on the mean? bad side too i don't know what if what if what if let's say just some shelf top of my head what if there's another fashion icon going against corella in the next movie and she's using the dogs to help her so instead of it being corella against the dalmatians what if the dalmatians are helping corella i don't know could be some shit like that But I still feel like we would have to finish the arc of her being like, mm, I don't know, bro. I don't know either. They, bro, the way they twisted this movie is so much shit in the air that they could do. It's so it much. It is, bro. It is. It is. It is. 
damn, I just don't know what I want for two, bro. I just don't want it to be exactly like one-on-one Dalmatians. But um, yeah, at this point, that's when we get the flashback of the Baroness, and we get the whole backstory of how the Baroness didn't want um Estella. She ended up giving away, like I said before, and all of that shit. She didn't want any distractions. But I feel like Cruella ended up understanding why she's so crazy the way she is is because of her biological mother is crazy as shit. And that's why her, I don't feel like that's why her mother always wanted her to tone it down. I actually think she said that. Like, that's why you always yeah. want me to tone it down because you see how the Baroness acted and how crazy she was. And you didn't want me to be like her. And it's funny because she was going down that track until she ended up getting, you know what I'm saying, uh, trapped in the fire. And then she ended up realizing, like, wow, I'm turning into her. Like, I need to show more compassion because I don't want to go down the road of the Baroness and shit. And we noticed um, John tells her, look, on your birth certificate, you are the rightful owner to the Baroness's um, estate. Like, it's it's your place. Like, once she dies, it will be your, your place to own. Once she dies or goes to prison or jail or whatever, you are the next person in line to own that estate. So I, I thought that was cool, too. I'm like, oh, so this is how they finna try and end it. Like, she she finna run this shit by the end of the movie. That's what I was thinking when it was, like, about 30 minutes left. And I really thought it was going to end in a killing. I didn't, man, I didn't know it was going to end in, like, her going to jail and the whole thing that happened at the end with the, the whole switcheroo that she ended up doing and, you know what I'm saying, falling mm-hmm. off the cliff just like her mom did and end up, you know what I'm saying, having a whole plan behind it. I thought she was going to kill her to take over the estate. I didn't know she was gonna flip it like that. That like that was a master plan because when Jasper was talking to her and saying like, "You're not gonna kill her, right? You're not gonna kill her." I'm just like, mm, "This is Cruella Deville." Like, I, I, I don't know. I didn't think she was gonna kill her. I didn't <laughs> I think she was know. gonna kill her when when she said no. Like when they were talking out there on on the uh on the little um balcony thing at mm-hmm. their attic apartment or whatever, and she said, "No, I'm I'm not gonna kill her." I was like. I, I believe it. I don't think she's going to do it. But I, I wasn't going to be surprised that she still died in some accidental way to where it was like Corello didn't really kill her, but she still died. I feel like a death was still going to come. Yeah. But now we get to the ending, and this is when we get to everybody is dressed like Cruella because they're trying to have a tribute to her because everybody thinks she's dead at this point. So they want to yeah, have a she tribute. sends out she sends out like fake invitations to everybody um with like uh the Baroness's signature forged on it. Yeah, and then everybody dressed like dressed like Cruella Deville. So obviously the Baroness is shook because she don't know what the fuck going on. She got to go up there and talk. Hard. Yeah, that shit was crazy, bro. <laughs> that shit was hard. I was they had like, niggas, bro. they had niggas dressed up like the uh like Cruella Deville. Because like, I'm looking like if this shit work, how I think it's for the work. This shit for the B Ross for like that shit was crazy. Everybody, was this is this is when I thought it was going to be a situation where you don't know who killed her. Because everybody's wearing the, mm. the Coella DeVille shit. You kill her, everybody's wearing the white and black. She doesn't know who did it. So if she stays alive, she doesn't know who it is. If she dies, she dies. So she can't snitch on who it was in the first place. And that's why I thought that's what she was going to do. When she ended up taking like a needle out of somebody's bag that we seen in that one scene, and we thought that she was going to do something like kill um, the Baroness with it, but she ends up like, ended up like poking the Baroness or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to go on me to see that she like really killed yeah. her ass. You feel what I'm saying? So that was a real dramatic scene too, bro. That was a real dramatic scene. How did you feel about the ending like in general? Uh, I thought the ending was a great twist. Uh, the fact that the Baroness didn't have to die, but they set it up to where um, she would go to prison because the way they brought everybody outside to witness her pushing Cruella over the ledge and everything, but Cruella having the brilliant 
escape plan with the parachute landing in the boat and being able to make it back up in time like that shit was fire like the way they timed everything was great uh the way she got her last name um like i was speaking earlier i about didn't know that t- shit that's crazy the way he, she got her yeah. name was like i was like damn they, i wouldn't expect that. when they was talking about if she was gonna kill her or not and she was like no and then on um, horace rolled up in the deville car and he was like this car is pronounced devil and then jasper was like no it's deville and she was like I like, I like that shit. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's hard. That shit was hard. That shit was yeah. hard. So, like, Cruella Deville really isn't her real name. That's crazy. I, I never knew her last name at all throughout this entire thing. Like, yeah. it, I don't, I don't know what what her last name was. She was Baroness. going by either Estella, or, oh yeah, shit, Baroness or whatever it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. That shit crazy, bro. That shit was definitely crazy. Like I would, like it was. It, it's a weird ass name, but the name obviously came a long time ago. The Cruella name I'm speaking of. So I'm like. Did somebody oh. actually name their daughter Cruella? Like, I don't know. So the, bar- how the, Baroness, name. the Baroness last name was uh Hellman. Hellman. So she would have been right. Estella Hellman or Cruella Hellman. Plus, it was called Hellman Hall at, at the um estate that they were at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I love this shit. And then uh, but that was really like the end. We see her take over the estate at the, the end of the film, and she got her people with her. She got the dogs with her. The dog, the dogs are attached to her at this point. And you see that she got John the butler, and it's just like, hey, we on for uh, and, the next movie. And she knocked the man out of the, the Hellman Hall sign, the yeah. Man Hill Hall. I was yeah. like, this shit is ending perfectly. Yeah, bro. <laughs> shit ended perfect. And then you see uh, the lawyer um, that the, the Baroness had. You remember he said he plays the piano and stuff. She was like, oh, that's really cool. Because the mm-hmm. Baroness, at, like, she didn't give a fuck that. He had a whole personal life outside of being her lawyer. <laughs> But Estella actually was like, whoa, that's cool. You play the piano and stuff. And then you see at the end of the movie, the piano in the post credit scene, the piano man playing the theme song. I was like, they wrapped this shit up so perfect. Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille. I'm like, bro, that's the perfect way to end this shit, bro. And like I said, the, the names of the dogs that were given away to, I think Maya was given a given a dog. That was the reporter. And I think it one was given to the uh to the lawyer as well. The names were Pongo and Purdy. And like I said, those are the lead dogs of the 101 Dalmatians, bro. So we're going to see a Pongo and Purdy have kids once again and have a big-ass family like we see it in those, those older movies, man. But, man, this movie was great. And one theme that I really – big thing that I took away from this shit was be yourself. Be yourself and don't try to subdue yourself to be accepted by others because we've seen that throughout the the first phase of her life that she was trying to she wasn't really trying to fit in but she was just trying to get through life and she just wasn't being accepted so i'm glad she really didn't uh, subdue herself and she was like i'm going to be great regardless of what you guys think even though i know what my future goals are we see how she was giving such a hard time accepting herself because even though it almost got her ass killed for being herself on multiple occasions, she still ended up being herself. And when she was trying to be like the Baroness, she almost left her friends and family in the process of trying to be like somebody else. She was trying to be like the Baroness when her true self was not that. Like she had compassion for others. Her mother that raised her had compassion. Her friends, she had compassion for. She wasn't like the Baroness. Even though she was the biological daughter of the Baroness, she wasn't completely like her. There were differences in both of in both of them, bro. So be yourself and don't try to subdue yourself for others was something that I took from Cruella DeVille, bro. Love this film, bro. You got a thing that you took away from it? 
Uh, the theme you just said, just be yourself. Don't minimize yourself for anybody else or anything else, really. Like, you are the best offer. Like, don't act like anybody else. Don't try to be anybody else. If your hair is differently colored, don't be afraid of it. Show that shit. You know, if you are artistic, express it in any way you know how. I, I just, once again, I love the theme that they really gave us of, Understand how your kids learn and understand how your kids express yourselves. I feel like that was a lesson that the parents really needed to get. Because once again, we hear all the time about how some kids are just bad. Some kids don't learn properly and stuff like, well, understand how your child learns and then find ways to help them learn other things through that way. You know, so I, I love that thing, too. Yeah, man. Um, And what do you expect for uh, Cruella, too? Uh, like I said, I, I expect the Dalmatians to help her out. I expect them to completely flip the script on what we usually know the 101 Dalmatian story to be. I feel like she's going to have the dogs help her uh, against another fashion competitor and stuff like that. And she's just going to become more evil and more sinister as the time goes on. So that's what I'm expecting if they actually do make a second one. Because I would ask the question if they try to do it the way it was done in the 90s i would question she already made the 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 fur or whatever and she didn't even have to kill dalmatians to make that fur. that's that what i'm seen saying bro. she didn't have she didn't have to kill any dalmatians to make that fur. so why would she uh kill dalmatians to get that same type of fur it wouldn't make sense since we already seen her in that before so you would have to spin it and it can't be like it, the 101 dalmatians it, it can't be so i'm really interested to see like how this shit goes Cause she, and also she already has Dalmatians that she's close with. So she has an attachment to Dalmatians at this point. That's what I'm saying. They finna flip this whole script and it's not finna be like anything we've seen with the previous movies. Yeah, man. I'm just trying to figure out what Pongo and Purdy would have to do with this shit. Those are the two questions that I really have going into the next one. Cause I know it's not going to be the same as 101 Dalmatians, but what do Pongo and Purdy, what, what role are they going to play in this film is something that I'm really looking forward to, bro. And, um, and I, I wouldn't be mad if they didn't make a second one. If this is a standalone film, y'all did perfect because y'all have us wanting more. Like, I feel like that's a great way to have a standalone film to leave room open in case you do make a second one. But if you don't, we won't be upset. Now, if they ended this like they're setting up for a second one and the movie wasn't that good, then it's like, OK, like, don't let this be a standalone. We really need a follow up. But this movie was perfect all the way around. I say it again. I give it a 10 out of 10. And they left us wanting more and theorizing for more on how there could be a second one. So if this is a standalone film, y'all did perfect. Did perfect, bro. Like I said, they, they hit on everything. Let me read. Let me read through everything I literally wrote down <laughs> while I was in the movie theaters, bro. I've said perfect film. Can't poke holes in it. The writing backstory, the growth of Cruella, the lessons learned, overcoming trauma, the emotional appeal, and the entertainment. It was it was everything that you would want in a Cruella movie, bro. And also the plot twist. You could have not predicted what happened in this film, bro. You could have not predicted this shit, bro. That's 10 out of 10, saying, brilliant, bro. bro. This shit with, was brilliant. With my cousins. When my cousin said that, I'm like, y'all like hindsight is 2020, boy. Y'all saying that now because y'all seen the movie and like, oh, and then you could be like, yeah, I kind of seen that coming. Like, no, you did. You did not see that shit coming, bro. When I tell you, when I went to the movies and seen it, everybody in the theater was shocked 
Like, I heard people gasping, like, what? Like, nobody's seen that shit coming. I don't want to hear that shit. You cannot yeah. put predictable in this movie in the same sentence. Yeah, bro. And I want to see it, too. I want to see it, too. And it's funny, because you said, they, uh, when we, I had texted you after I seen the movie, you was like, they trying to be like Marvel and shit. And I'm like, hey, if it, if every if all of their movies that, that they make like this, or like the Cruella, the first one that we just seen, shit, keep giving it to us, bro. I want to yeah. see everything about Cruella, like, we can damn near get a trilogy if it's going to be this high of quality with that much entertainment. Like, keep giving it to us, bro, because I'm ready for more Cruella, my nigga. And yeah, I, never, I, I, really, I would have never predicted this. I would have never predicted this. I would have never predicted this, and I wasn't expecting a post-credit scene. That's why I was like, they're trying yeah. to be like Marvel now, like, with the post-credit <laughs> shit. I'm like, hey, don't, don't make true. me have to stick around for every Disney movie I go see. I got to <laughs> stick around, like, five minutes extra now, just in case. <laughs> and it's funny, bro, because I went to the movies on, I think I went to the movies the Tuesday after it came out. So I was like, damn, why is everybody still sitting down? Because I'm like, this can't have a, a post-credit scene after this shit. So I'm getting up. So, But nobody's moving, and I'm still fr- tripping. So... Before I walk out of the theater, theater, I walk back in, and I see it. And when I walk back in, that's when the, the post-credit scene is playing. And I'm like, these niggas really got a post-credit scene for Cruella. <laughs> that shit was crazy. And then we see what we see with the lawyer. I'm like, that shit dope, my nigga. So we definitely got to get that second one. What, but, uh, yeah. what was your favorite scene from the movie? Favorite scene from the movie, man? Jeez, man. There was so many good ones, bro. It was... I want to say it was that that one where she was actually wearing like the Dalmatian fur. I want to say mm-hmm. that it would have the, that type of event where she had ended up coming out and that because it really shows you like, oh, she's there. Like she's really trying to upstage her. She's really trying to take over and put her foot on her neck of the Baronet. So I would say it's, it's so many scenes going through my head. But right now, that would be my top one for right now. The best scene to me in this entire movie was the first ballroom party. When she came in that all white and oh, she yeah, took that, that, bit was that and she dropped it on her dress and that shit turned red. I was like, this this movie, the best movie of the year. At that moment, I said, this is the best movie of the year, period. Because that, that movie fire. scene, that's honestly, that's up for best scene of the year. Yeah, I'm going to get that best movie scene of the year too. Because what year is this? I didn't even know they even came out with that back then anyway. Like that lights your dress on fire and it turns into like something underneath. Like I didn't even know that was invented back then. This is like, this is in like what? 50s like this this is old england like this that's is what old I'm saying. Like, i didn't even know that was even invented when she did it so i'm like damn that's that shit was dope. that shit was crazy that shit was crazy bro that shit was definitely crazy she did a lot of trendsetting shit but yeah man i love the only film. time i seen fire change a dress like that was in hunger games catching fire and they were way in the future so the fact that this one was like in the past and she did that shit i was like yeah that's way cooler man and I really another another scene I gotta say I love, bro, was when her mom died because that shit was just so cinematic. That shit was so cinematic, and like you said, you didn't know what the fuck was going on at first because you thought they was chasing Cruella, and then they come out her mom. You were just so in shock, and I'm just like flabbergasted. That shit was so cinematic, yeah. bro. You see her mom get flipped off. You actually feel the pain for Cruella Deville, and you just don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't know who the lady is. It's so many questions that's running through your head. It's just like we gotta move on to the next scene. It's like no, I want, I want answers. I want answers. And it's like yeah. you gotta move on. So that was another <laughs> one of my top scenes. Probably was my favorite scene because that one just had me like shook. Like what direction are we going with this movie? That was like the, the lead off with that. 
It's like, okay, we knew Cruella was crazy, but to see her mom die like that was like, oh, this movie about to be, <laughs> this movie about to be something different, my nigga. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> that would be my, another one of my favorites. But uh, got anything else, bro? Uh, no, that's it. All right, bro. You can hit him with the social media. You can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at QANDE Podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click the notification bell so you can see anytime that we drop new episodes. And our email, QANDE Podcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries, questions, or concerns. Yes, and you can subscribe to all of our podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And wherever you listen to podcasts, we are also there as well. So definitely check us out. Subscribe to our YouTube, Q and Sign E Podcast. And subscribe to my YouTube. Just type in Quincy Hicks into the search bar and definitely subscribe. And also suggest any movies that you guys would like us to review. We got a 